You are listening to The Benchcast with your host, the man whose business is benching, Coach Ben. Alright guys, welcome to Bench Talk Live, all systems a go. Had to uh, make some network corrections here, get us connected on the right Wi-Fi so that we don't conk out here, um, playing the role of tech guy. Anyways, sip of coffee to y'all, sip of coffee for the working man. You can see today I have my uh, throwback Pat the Patriots mug, a little helmet mug here. Pretty cool, right? We got Super Cam now leading us to the Super Bowl. And uh, hopefully we meet up with Tom Brady and the Bucks. Right? That'd be that'd be some uh contest, right? That's I'm fingers crossed. That would be a dream matchup, eh? Alright, guys, let's get into today's episode. Uh thank you for everyone tuning in. And this will be replayable back on YouTube later. I am giving out a discount code to our website so if you're looking to start a new bench program if you are looking to get some elbow sleeves best elbow sleeves i've used i use mine all the time and uh we also have great wrist wraps guys very stiff wrist wraps we also have wrist wraps that are going to be multi-purpose use that are a little bit shorter 24 inch versus 36 um so you can get 20 percent off tonight only with this discount code i'm going to share about halfway through this podcast, uh, I'll drop it randomly. Um, this is to have you guys continue to listen along and reward those who who do. Uh, also, going to be giving away a free shirt for someone who is watching on either Instagram Live or YouTube Live. So, thanks again, guys, for joining in. This is the Benchcast. If you haven't listened to our Thursday episodes, also make sure we are streaming on Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. Now, I'm going to be pumping out some really great episodes uh, coming up here, so you're going to want to tune in for that. Make sure that you uh, subscribe on Spotify and or wherever you listen to your podcasts. iTunes for all you Apple people out there. Uh, I just upgraded my phone. Uh, Stayed with Galaxy, the Note. 20 that came out there I had iPhone back in the day it's weird because I have the the Samsung phone but I got the MacBook um, so not the greatest uh, connection there but gets the job done um, so we're gonna get to some questions okay let's start off with a little shirt of benching questions you know I love my shirt of benching at Anthony underscore para favorite shirt and why all right so favorite shirt um i'd have to say it gonna be an inzer sdp just because i'm most familiar with that if you were like hey you got one shirt to pick to have your best bench ever you got one shot i'll go inzer sdp granted there's some things i don't like about it um and there's some things i do like about the titan super katana and that i don't like i think that for the SDP, it's a lot more forgiving, so you don't have to be in such an exact groove. Uh, you have more wiggle room, more playroom there. Uh, I do not like how it stretches out so quickly. Okay, I'll use an uh, SDP one meet and then chuck it as a training shirt or sell it 
you know, I, I would like to have a brand new one for the meet because um, in just that few sessions, I'll have it broken into where I want it for meat tightness, and then I'll touch for the first time at meat, and we're good to go. I mean, then then you could already, the pops are already out of it. You're not going to get as much spring as you did have with it. Uh, whereas a tight and super katana, I do think it holds its form better. Uh, you can get modifications done to either shirt, of course, but um, I've really felt like my Titan shirt hasn't really given given up a ton. You know, it's really stayed um, pretty tight. So I like that about that. So you don't have to keep purchasing shirts every meet. Um, I'm looking to get a 50, an SDP size 50 for this next meet. And I am planning on uh, dropping down a weight class. And therefore, um, 52 is not going to give me quite the spring I'd like. Uh, Elliot Hayes, Coach, do we also get extra discount for being part of the monthly subscription crew? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, our VIP members receive 15% off the entire time. That's the lifetime that you're on our membership. You can receive 15% off. Great question, Elliot. Uh, yeah, VIP members, 15% lifetime discount. And uh, so check that out, VIP membership. I talk about it on the podcast often. You guys hear me talk about the benefits there. We share exclusive content. Today is actually our Programming Tuesday thread. So we're talking different exercises right now that we enjoy doing in our programming. Um, I share some things that I like as well. And uh, we have a great community of lifters and our VIP membership. Plus, all the programs are completely free to access for you. So you'll be able to, uh, to jump on those. And I'm always here to help you out, too, with coaching critiques. So definitely check that out, the VIP membership, if you want to get more involved with our team. It's a very low-cost monthly option. Uh, so let's go to another question here from the Hybrid Hillbilly. How far out should someone try to lose weight to drop a weight class? That's a great question there by Matt. And I'm not a fan of someone losing weight going into a meet. Okay. Uh, it really just throws a wrench into the equation there in terms of uh, how successful you're going to be. When you're dropping weight, first thing to usually become very difficult and feel heavy is the bench press. All right. So I would like the, someone to stabilize about a month prior to the meet. That's kind of the route I took uh, this past meet. I got about to my comp weight at least four weeks prior to the meet that I had uh, last like, couple weekends ago. Um, so I wanted to stabilize around that so I can get some training in around that weight, get familiar for how the shirt fits. Uh, for a raw lifter, it's important too because body fluctuations like that uh, is going to affect your performance under the bar. So you definitely want to try to stabilize at least a month before the meet uh, if you're losing weight. So make sure that you get to where you need to be, know where you want to cut from. All right, don't just keep losing weight into it. Know where you need to get around for the cut, plan to lose that weight, then know where you want to cut from. For example, uh, I'm going 220 this next meet. I'm staying the weight I am. I woke up 237 today. I'm not planning to gain anything. I'm not planning to lose anything. I'm just going to make that 20-pound something cut that I'm accustomed to. Don't enjoy doing, but I'll, I'll get it done. All right, drop your questions, guys.
YouTube. We got a question from Kyle Simmons. What's up, Kyle? I have a little trouble with hip tightness when trying to set up my back to arch on the bench. Are there some hip exercises I should look into? Uh, yeah, so, I mean, there's a lot of different hip mobility exercises that you can look into. Um, anything that's going to hit on external rotation, internal rotation. I like the core four to stretch out my glutes. Uh, that's on our YouTube channel. It's something that I uh, really showcase to our athletes as a nice little daily routine. You try to hit that three times a day. Uh, any glute stretches are going to be really good. Uh, I do adductor stretching beforehand. It's nothing fancy. Yeah, I'm down in the, uh, uh, f the down into a quadruped position, and then leg extended out all the way. And then you just sit back into that, get that adductor stretch. Um, you know, you really don't have to do anything fancy. You just have to get it done. Um, so those are some things that I do. Keep it real simple. The best thing, though, that I've found is just stretching into the setup more and more as I go through the bench. Getting enough warm-ups in, stressing. Okay, let me push through that hip flexor tightness. All right, let me get my feet a little wider. And then that's been the thing that, gets me loosened up the most is just getting myself into that position and trying to work it a little deeper um, more so than any warm-ups for sure I like a wall adductor stretch where you get uh, your feet up on the wall right and you're positioned on your back feet up on the wall you got a band around your knees and you can actually work your breathing pattern right inhale into that stomach exhale drift those knees apart there with your hands push out as you exhale, right? Get a little stretch there in the groin. Uh, you can also work at your breathing at the same time, which is great. So things like that would be good. Carl, you're making very helpful content and deserve much more views on YouTube. Thank you for that and keep doing great work. I appreciate you stopping in, Carl. Thanks for the nice words there. Much appreciated, my friend. I'm going to continue to try to Put out some great stuff you know i got uh elvis helping me out he doesn't get enough credit either he does a fantastic job getting those youtube videos edited and and put up for you guys so um you know big out shout out to him too sip of coffee to the working man um so yeah we'll, we'll keep coming out with different stuff i'm always trying to add new things see what you guys like i have um the vlog i'm trying to do it every week we're going to get that going. Um, I have the meat recap one coming out next. Uh, I have a training session that I'm going to cover each week. So that's going to have some. That's the only squat and deadlift content we really have on our YouTube. Um, but I'm going to be talking about those things, kind of expanding out a little bit. So trying to get you guys some new segments, some new content. Keep it fresh. Keep the learning going. Enjoy doing it. So thanks for the words there, Carl. Dark Gamer BG. Hello, something for better bar lowering control. So that just comes down to being able to get tight with your back. Um, the analogy that I use, right, is pretend there's a scale underneath your upper back. If you take out 300 pounds, right, it would make sense there's 300 pounds coming through your arms into that scale. But we want to try to now jack that scale up to 400. Therefore, we need to put force back into the pad. Um, and then I would watch our last YouTube video, which talked about 
scapular depression and some really key concepts there and how that's not actually much movement. You really want to keep the pinch of your back, the shoulder blades pinched together, and then just hold the, the scaps down. It's really not a ton of movement. People turn it into too much movement and start to lose that pinch. See, if I keep my shoulder blades squeezed together and then I pull down, not much movement there, right? Right now, if I let go of the pinch a little bit, well, now I can really get my shoulders down, but I don't have my back pinched. So you need to find the best of both worlds there. That's all stuff that'll help you with more control coming down. Uh, for an exercise, the Thompson bench press would be what I'd look to for helping with bar control down uh, because you have to engage with your back enough to dead stop a weight that you're going to go through a quick eccentric with. It's kind of like a free fall drop down to your chest. You know, get your back tight, let that bar kind of drop right down to chest level. You're purposely going uncontrolled um, to try to develop that control right at the bottom very quickly. So that's an exercise. Look that up. That's on our YouTube as well. Thompson style bench press. Uh, Matt says, what is your post bench workout routine? Post bench work. Uh, so I'm assuming you mean post uh, as in coming off the meet that I was just on. Well, I'm actually um, doing some conjugate style programming right now, Matt. So I mean, we're kind of hitting the ground running with that. Um, did a speed bench work the other day. I have uh, dynamic effort lower upper, or I'm sorry, lower um, the squat and, and deadlift today. Um, then we have max effort lower on Thursday. I would like more time between that. I have Wednesday to rest, and we're kind of back at it Thursday night. But um, this is kind of how our schedule's set up right now. But with gyms opening, I'm going to be looking to make some switch there. Friday night is our bench night. That's our max effort bench. So. Uh, that's kind of the routine I've been following and modifying it a little bit for what I need. And, of course, with a small space like this, when I have four or five athletes training in here, it's a one-car garage, so you can just imagine how tight it is. Um, there's a lot of logistical things that I have to keep in mind. You know, we only have that one rack, the one rack height, so lowest person wins that because obviously Cam tiptoeing out of there. So, you know, I got... A guy here, he's squatting, you know, a thousand pounds on the bar soon. And, you know, he has to kind of pick it from a poor position, but it is what it is. So, I have to kind of work out stuff with that, the logistics there. Uh, M. Emery Pullison, is it possibly stronger with a closer grip? Oh, I'm sorry, Matt. Uh, it's a post-workout routine, like protein shake or meal afterwards or cool down. Uh, yeah, so typically after I'm done training, I'll head inside. So I'll give you an example tonight. We're going to do our dynamic effort lower. I'm going to go inside. I'm going to, I had a protein shake this morning. Um, we're going to see what I have for food. It really just depends what I have cooked up. Um, last night I had some drumsticks, but I will get some kind of like protein in. I'll get protein and I'll try to get, um, usually it's just rice. Uh, rice is like my mainstay or you know really whatever I have available um, fruit something like that I'll get that in I'm not like super focused hyper focused on, on what I'm getting in it's really just what I ended up cooking and have prepared um, and then of course get my tequila out pour me a little glass of tequila tonight hard knocks is on so I'm pumped for that
Terramana tequila, the rocks. It's uh, very good, very good. I like the reposado. I like the little whiskey flavor. Is it possible to be stronger with a closer grip? This was Emery's question. Uh, absolutely. You could definitely be closer with a, uh, stronger with a closer grip. It really just depends on what your strengths and weaknesses are. So, don't think I need to expand on that too much. Just uh, simple, yes, definitely. Especially if your triceps are super strong. Closer grip also allows you to sometimes get more out of your back too, for sure. So, I mean, you have a better loading scheme there. Geopower50. Hey, coach, as an intern and 51 years old, do you like the powerlifting routines of just bench, dead, squat, each three times a week in variations? Just that, no accessories, no fluff. What does this accomplish? Thank you. Uh, to, uh, I was told as intermediate to add more muscle building, bodybuilding, volume work to get stronger. Thank you. Uh, yeah, so there's definitely those out there that will run their routines. Just squat, bench, deadlift. I don't want to uh, assume, but I think Blaine Sumner does something very close along the lines of that. I think it's spaced out more. I don't think he's squatting every day that he trains. Um, I believe he has some accessories in there for sure, but I think it's very minimal. Uh, it's mostly getting the bulk of the training in with those variations. Um, I think that's good, but when you're doing the same movement over and over, there has to be variations is what I'm getting at because... Um, you know, if you look into really the, the base on the conjugate program, it's to allow you more recovery, to work at heavier intensities, allow you more recovery by throwing in these variations, different bars, different stances, different grips, bands, chains, things like that, because um, you're doing a different pattern each time. It's slightly different, but it'll allow you to not tax yourself in the same way. So if you're going to do something like that, definitely needs to be some variations in there. Uh, as per not having accessories, I really feel like that can be a limiting factor because eventually you're going to need to attack weak points because compensation happens. If all you did was back squat every single time the exact same way, right? you might be developing your lower back really, really well, but you're never really hitting on your hamstrings or you know, there's always that weak link. So you're, by just keep doing back squats the way you're doing without any variation, without any accessories, you can't really bring up your weak links because you're always going to compensate to your stronger muscle groups. So accessories, that's where that plays the biggest role, okay? And it, that's adding some volume, hypertrophy work, gaining muscle, gaining strength. So I would never program someone just strictly squat, bench, deadlift. Um, I'd want some accessories in there. Uh, I'd want some variations for sure in there to try to – hit on specific weak points because everyone's got weak points you know everyone's got something that they can hit that's going to jack their lift up right and finding that is the key that's a really difficult thing to do is finding that one exercise or that one variant that's hitting exactly what you need at the right time to really get the comp movement to skyrocket so um I hope that answers that. It's just not something that uh, I'm really into, nor do I program. Um, but, hey, you know, I'm sure it could work for a period of time for someone, the right person. Right? Who maybe just needs to get more of that specific training in. 
So, I guess it really depends on the person, like most things, right? Got some questions coming in here. I got uh, from the Instagram the other day. Sip of coffee to the working man. I don't know about you guys, but I'm ready to catch a football game. You know, put me in a pod. I'm okay with that. Get my own little pod. They're actually doing that for wrestling. Uh, AEW. For you guys that don't watch, I'm a big wrestling fan. Uh, AEW on TNT. They are doing. Uh, they're actually Thursday is going to be the first time with, with fans in the crowd. Um, I guess they get their own pod. Uh, the, the groups are two, four, six, or eight. So that's pretty cool. Um, I hope football maybe adopts something like that. It's going to be weird watching this year. I don't know what they're going to do. Uh, I'm sure you got a lot of things you can kind of play around with when you run a broadcast like that. But uh, yeah, you give me a pod, I'll go. I'll be there. My popcorn's ready. All right, let's answer this one from PSCBS1500. Having trouble staying tight through a multi-rep set on raw bench. Uh, so, to kind of delve into that one, having trouble staying tight throughout multiple reps, uh, that's just a challenging thing in general. All right, that's something that you're just going to have to continue to work on to get better at uh, because holding that tightness under fatigue is a difficult thing to do and you probably need to build up a work capacity to that. Um, something that I like, the speed work that we do is in a 5x5 five five variant versus something you might see a traditional 8 by or 9 by 2 something like that. I like how when working very very fast and explosive for the multiple reps I've gotten a lot out of those five by fives we do they're challenging conditioning wise but they're very challenging in terms of keeping you focused on what you need to do to stay tight okay so you probably just need to work more reps a little bit more um, also you gotta think say you have a weak upper back at some point when you either hit fatigue or you hit a certain intensity threshold your back's not, say you're, you're having a hard time keeping that scapular depression. At some point, uh, you're not going to be able to, and you're just going to have to keep working to build it up. We have many athletes who are in that boat where they either, they hit a certain weight and they start to let, like, elbows drift or the, um, yeah, they, they, the back lets loose, or they hit a certain number of reps and they reach a certain fatigue level, and then that starts to dissipate as well. So... It's really just knowing that weak point, building up that upper back, and, uh, you know, through accessories. So that's so important. And then continuing to do your rep work to try to get better at it and increase that threshold each time. Okay. Hopefully that helps you out, my friend. Uh, Madhaz. Hey, coach, what do you think about training on commercial gym benches? Is it dangerous on the shoulders? Whatever I do, I always lose my setup after one or two reps. No powerlifting gyms in my city. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I think those benches are absolutely terrible. Um, I would modify the shit out of them. So, I, uh, would, okay, so I'll, I'll give you the whole rundown on how to modify your commercial gym bench, guys. Listen up. This one's a big one. This is the time. You join in and now this is the time to join in. This is, a, this is what you want to hear. This is what you're here for. All right, guys. Modding your commercial gym bench. We had an athlete, Mike Frazier. God bless his soul. He is 270. He started with us. He's hitting 300 pounds now. He uh, His gym got shut down in California. He built his own wooden bench. All right. He would work in a commercial gym 
uh, on a commercial gym bench as well. And we modded the shit out of it. He did some really cool stuff to it. So um, I'm kind of regurgitating some of the things that he made on his bench as well. Um, kind of took a step further from what I was mentioning. But what you're going to want to do, so um, first off, those pads, very slick, very, very hard, very firm. Okay. You want more cushion and you want traction. Okay. So what I would get is a uh, the Mark Bell's uh, benchmark. Okay. I got it right here, guys. I'll show you right here. If you're listening in, go to the Slingshot website. You see, it's just a piece of rubber. After two years of use, finally have some kind of tear. But I've had this thing for two years. A lot of sweat on this thing right now. Kind of grossed out touching it. But uh, you want that. Okay, that thing works great. That's going to be your traction. Okay, you need that. Next, you need cushion. Okay, get two thick-ass yoga mats. Okay, uh, inch thick, whatever you can find. Get two of those suckers. That's going to give you your padding. Lay that over the pad. You can cut it out directly the size of your commercial gym pad if you want. Cut that out. I don't know what you do with this. You'll glue it to the to the head of the, the pad. Okay. And then what you're going to do, it, what uh, Mike did, he took a furniture strip. It's a, a strip, uh, some kind of sticky tape or something or whatever. It's supposed to be create friction. So now you put that in the bottom of that pad. So now you have a thick-ass yoga mat. You have those furniture strips running along the bottom, so there's no gliding, nothing. And then you have the top of it, the traction for your for your traps, okay? Now, the height that you need, so most of those benches are low, and the rack height to take the bar out is never positioned well, usually pretty low. Uh, you need a little more height or something to reach the top one. Uh, so what I would do is get more padding, okay? Don't go too crazy with the padding, but if you need more height, get more padding. Okay, and that's going to help you out with getting up to reach the bar. Uh, you can uh, really layer on as much as you need, kind of like with a box squat, right? We're going to put layers on it to really get the depth we need. So you got to modify a commercial gym bench. It's not great. Uh, it's, it's, I would avoid that. The, the difference, like, man, I don't even know what I could hit on a commercial gym bench if, if you made me. Um, really don't. Really don't. Uh, I can't even set up on the thing. Because my setup's so tight with trying to push back into the traps through the process, um, there's just nothing capping me there. So I just couldn't even get close. And therefore, the back is so immensely loose. The difference between a comp bench and a commercial gym bench, night and day, guys, night and day. So, yeah, I'm not a fan. <laughs> but that's how you would modify your bench. Matt, so what's the best finishing move for a bench pressure? Choke slam or a DDT? Uh, you know, I'm going to go with, if you ever seen a power lift to try to do a super kick, Matt, because that's some funny shit. Um, maybe it's just me. I can't get my leg up there, man. I try to, I'm leaning into the thing. I got, you got to do the little butt hit thing there, too, because that's, your, that's the sound. That's the sound you're going for. Chew a little bubble gum, spit that out. Looks like your tooth fell out. But, uh... Yeah, I can't get that super kick up. So I guess I'll go with the DDT. AI training. Binge your content over the past week. Really appreciate that, my, my friend. Oh, Mike's in the house. What's up, Mike? We just talked about your modded bench. Um, the commercial gym one, which was awesome. And then he also, he also built a wooden bench, guys. Thing looks awesome. So maybe there's a business there for you, Mike. Maybe you're... Uh, in the business of making wooden comp benches for people. I couldn't figure out the shipping on that one, though. 
air training my bench is made out of thick wooden planks layered on top of each other so i can't apply leg drive backwards is upwards fine uh n it's not ideal it's not ideal but if you had to i would um get your toes back and do that style of leg drive where you drive through the heels that's going to be a little more conducive for that for holding your positioning because the flat foot style so um it's so important to be driving back there i think you'd be better with the toes back if that's your only options uh, um, my buddy put bands around his commercial gym bench to stick him in yeah bands bands i i would definitely go with the mat though because the mat not only is, is a traction thing but the yoga mat a thick one now with foam to it that's a cushioning thing as well which is going to be very important for being able to dig your shoulders in um so just keep that in mind the bands work fine though bands work fine but it's not going to give you that cushion so combo of both good to go uh do you have recommended grit width for someone five seven ish medium length arms pinky on rings so usually someone with not as much it's really kind of a shoulder width thing guys because i would never have someone put their hands inside shoulder width unless we're doing a, like a boarded close grip variant um so it really it, it's what's your shoulder width what's the length of your arms and you can usually eyeball that stuff because a lot of times even if i put you in a good stack position where you know your elbows would be 45 out from the body right your wrists would be right over your your elbows there's going to be variants based on what's stronger for you so that's a good starting position right elbows 45 out from the body wrists over elbows wherever that puts you on the bar good starting spot and then from there you're going to go wider you're going to go closer based on uh you know what's stronger buddy shell yo ben how you doing my man what's up buddy thanks for joining in appreciate it guys I'm dropping the code. Listen in. This is it. This is the time. This is where you're going to want to join in, guys. I'm dropping the 20% off code. All right, listen in. Code is chain gang. Chain gang. 20% off tonight only. Chain gang. All right. If you need a bench program, we got them. If you need elbow sleeves, your elbow's feeling a little shitty, got them. All right, the compression sleeves we sell, the compression wraps, great for forearms, fits on nice, little compression there, wrist straps, we got it all, apparel. All right, guys, check it out. Go go browse through our website tonight. 20% off with the code CHAINGANG, okay? That's the secret code, CHAINGANG. For those who want to spell C-H-A-I-N-G-A-N-G, CHAINGANG. Sip of coffee to you. All right, let's drop some cues. Let's, let's talk some football or something. Let's get some football talk going. All right, guys, um, let's go to sub, sub hippon. What happens if your adductors is tight or not flexible for the bench setup? So, oh, Al, Al, AI training, soccer. Oh, not a soccer guy, my friend. Not my thing. Not my thing. Can't use my my arms. Not that I got much length to them, but unless you're a goalie, I guess, huh? Uh, so what happens if your adductors is tight or not flexible for the bench setup? Well, I mean, nothing's going to happen. You're just not going to be able to get into a good setup, probably. Um, 
you don't need as much adductor mobility if you're going to uh, be in a toes back position. So consider that. Like if you really have trouble getting your feet down and out, don't bother with it. You know, I have some lifters who do the toes back. I have some lifters who just can't get their feet out at all really good um, or their feet flat. So I tell them, all right, so let's just go with that leg extension style of, of a benching. So you have to modify based on what you can do. All right, you're not going to be able to, uh, you know, fit one thing to everyone. You know, not everyone's going to be able to do that style of benching that I do. Um, you know, nor if you have super tight hip flexors and things like that. Man, I toes back benching for me is like long gone. I'd have to work on that. So I'm a little limited there. So really just depends. I mean, nothing's going to change for you. If your adductors are tight, you're just going to have to modify and um, work on that mobility. Uh, do you have some people who are stronger with pause benching than touch and go? Um, well, yeah, absolutely. I would be one of them. Um, if you train pause long enough and routinely enough, then it's absolutely going to be way stronger than your touch and go for sure. Uh, because it's going to be weird to be touch and go because there's so much precise movement going on. And uh, when you get that pause, you're able to load into the back and boom, fire out in the precise manner from there. Touch and go is a little kind of, it's it's kind of a, a shit shoot about where that bar is going to go. There's not much tightness involved. Um, very easy to lose tightness. So, uh, yeah, but I'd say a large majority, too, uh, aren't at that point yet. So they probably could do more touch and go for sure. But um, I stress to all our athletes, hey, we're always training with a pause. Unless we're doing speed work, we're always doing a pause because all our speed work is exclusively touch and go now. Um, that's something that I switched over to is just exclusively doing that touch and go. And trying to have enough tightness to fire the bar where we need. <clears throat> also, what about people who are stronger with narrow than their wide grip? Uh, during a high rep set, what can solve upper back fatiguing? All right, let, me, let me break that down one at a time. So, uh, what about people that are stronger with narrow than their wide grip? Well, then I would just have them do their narrow um, for any competition, bench, any testing, things like that. That's the grip. That'll, whatever your stronger grip is, that's your comp grip. You know, that's just the way it is. You're, you're, you're not going to, um, at, at the meet, unless there's a play in there where um, a certain grip you're stronger at, but it hurts you, and you're still trying to deadlift after, and you're thinking about those things, what's going to get you the best total, unless it's a circumstance like that, the strongest grip is always going to be your comp grip. Uh, during a high rep set, what can solve upper back fatiguing? Uh, Why well, there's no there's no great way to solve it. It's, it's one of those things where you have to get stronger. If you understand the technical concepts of what you're trying to do, you're just going to have to build up strength, and that's something that just takes a little bit more time. A strong YouTuber has a bench program where he does mostly singles three times a week. Can strength be built on on singles? He benches 405 at 150. Uh, yeah, so I think you could definitely run something that'll just be based on singles. I think it would be wise to have more accessory work in there to hit on that hypertrophy, um, strength-based stuff. Because I'm sure if you took him, if he wasn't already doing that, and you took him and put him into something like a 3x10, 
you'd see his work capacity for that just plummet. Um, so he's very in tune to the adaptations in the nervous system, handling those in intensities. Um, but if you can, if you're able to recover, awesome. Um, but there's that definitely that component. You're going to want to build up the conditioning side of things and uh, hypertrophy. You want to get bigger. Um, however, he seems like a very light lifter too. So he's got to consider he might not want to get bigger because he's staying that lighter weight class. So he's probably not going to be on the side of doing as much hypertrophy work. All right, let's go to Craig Orwin. Keep hearing people hating on the purple SDP fabric. That's the Inzer SDP bent shirt. Is it as bad as people hype it up to be? So, um, what I said to this is don't worry about the colors per se because uh, it's, it's not really the colors that affect it as much as the time period it was made. Sip of coffee to the working man. Okay, uh, so I have a really old SDP that has that famed stretchy material. All right, and then I have the newer ones as well that I keep getting for all these damn meats because I get that pop out of them once and they're kind of stretched on me. Um, but there is a big difference between the materials. Uh, I actually, so the thing is the stretchier material, you're going to get incredible pop at the bottom. But it's literally good for like one bench, especially when you're tuned in to where you need your shirt. That black shirt for me, after one good bench touch, it's pretty much shot the shit. Okay, sure, I get a shit ton of spring on that first one. Feels amazing. But that's like a shirt where I would just throw it on, take one rep for a ride, and that's it. Um, so that's a, that's a large training shirt for me now. It's, it's a big shirt when I lost the body weight. But um, that material, great pop out the bottom. I think it would be great for many people. A lot more forgiving of the stretch in there. Um, fantastic feeling shirt, but stretches quick out like boom it turns in from a, it's like a black slingshot to the next set now it's a blue slingshot if you want to relate it to something uh the new material holds its ground better but again it stretches stretches not as quite as quick not nearly as quick but it, it does stretch and it doesn't give you as much pop it's more of a stopping power okay it's more you have to get yourself going um yeah there's pop there but i'd say I'd want to say out of all the shirts that I've used, the Titan Super Katana 2 included. Um, metal shirts, I don't, I don't even mess with. They're not even in my radar. I don't, I, I don't, I don't like them. I have nothing really good to say about those, my experience in that. Um, yeah, maybe I'll try one out again one day. But um, the SDP, probably the less spring, the new one, less spring out of any of the shirts I used. Um, I think it's a lot more of that stopping power. So you have to be dialed in with your positioning where you have the shirt and then being able to you know get that right tuck and spread into it when you press uh, the katana gives you certainly a little more pop but you got to really nail that groove who is your favorite karate kid villain from the trilogy ai training that's a good question my friend i have no idea uh, i've watched them don't get me wrong i've watched them but listen my my memory in, in general is absolutely shot so you could tell me a movie i've seen 20 times and i'm not going to remember lines i'm not going to uh i'm not going to remember much of shit that happened 
So you can't ask me what my favorite character was from the Karate Kid because I have no idea what the hell. I was so young too when I watched those for the first time. Yeah, don't ask me about movies there. It won't be, it won't be good. About to unsub. <laughs> yeah, that's the type of reaction I get many of the times. Um, but... Yeah, I don't know uh, with movies now. I mean, movie theaters aren't open up here. I'm trying to catch that, that Rock's new movie. So I don't know, maybe it's streamed somewhere or something. That The Black Adam or whatever it is that came out. Uh, we don't got movie theaters open, so I'm hoping they open soon. I'll buy you $20 popcorn. I don't care. I want to go. Um, yeah, sit my ass down in those comfy seats. Real nice. Real nice. That's the nice thing about New York. You got to... We got some offy, or option, uh, comfy seat play back there, get the recliners and stuff. Yeah, training people are split on behind the neck presses. What are your thoughts? Uh, I think they can be very, very dangerous, um, and they can be very, very helpful. It just depends if you have the mobility to do them. You know, if you can't really get your hands back there to start with, and I wouldn't really mess around with it. If you're behind the neck presses looking like this, Hurting your shoulders? I wouldn't even close to messing with it. Dr. Birdo, thoughts on Swiss Bar? How often, when, carryover? Um, so, Dr. Birdo, uh, thoughts on the Swiss Bar? I don't use it a ton in my training. We do program it in with our athletes who have access to them, mostly on speed work days. We don't do much heavy stuff with them. If we do anything with a Swiss Bar, football bar, it's the speed work as a bar variant, or it's going to be... Uh, some volume, some hypertrophy stuff. It's never going to be real heavy. Um, I'd like to do it for floor press, but how often, when? Usually just in a, a training phase as a variant every now and then for the four-week block that I program in. And uh, the carryover, well, that's really going to depend if it, if it speaks to a weak point or not. Um, neutral grip, usually more friendly on the shoulders. The bars matter. The kabuki football bar there. That one looks pretty sweet. That one, because uh, the, the normal problem that you run into is that you're kind of going through this like rotation to kind of get it down to touch right. And I think that's what effed up my shoulder a bit, to be honest with you, is the Swiss bar work I did right into pull-ups and something didn't didn't go well. But um, yeah, it's just you know, it's like like with anything, really just has to kind of speak to a weak point. Triceps are gonna be hit a little bit differently and harder here. So if you're lacking there, that certainly help. Yes, the behind the neck press is a high risk, high reward exercise. Um, I, I wouldn't even say it's that high reward, um, to be honest with you. I'd rather just do a standing barbell overhead, or like an Arnold press with dumbbells. How much does leg drive contribute to your bench? Um, fair amount, fair amount, but I don't think as much as people may think. Um, it contributes more in terms of gaining positioning than. Um, everyone tries to see get this big pop out of their legs into the bar and that momentum style benching and you want to stay away from that um, so it's it's gonna be some absolutely but maybe not as much as people think it's gonna help with the back tightness it's just the critical thing keeping that position being able to load into your back all right guys we're gonna wrap up for today I appreciate everyone joining in again go back a little bit you get that secret discount code that's good for tonight only Someone who tuned in on either the IG Live or the YouTube is going to 
um, win a free t-shirt. So, hey guys, Tuesdays, 12 p.m. Eastern Time. If you could tell a friend, if you can listen to the podcast on Thursdays, anything helps us out, guys. Um, share this with some, share this on your social media. Right, tell a friend, hey, listen to the Benchcast, Spotify, whatever. Uh, really, really appreciate it, guys. Thank you very much. Um, means a lot that you you go out of your way to uh, share the podcast. Hopefully, getting some good value from this. Uh, I really enjoy uh, interacting with all y'all and answering your questions. So, again, best thing you could ever do: leave a five star review on wherever you listen to the Benchcast. Share with a friend. Really, really, really means a lot. All right, guys. Hey. Sip of coffee to you. Sip of coffee to the working man. If I made sip of coffee for the working man t-shirts, let me know if you pick one up. Thinking about it. I'm working on it. Got some design ideas. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. I'll talk to you all soon.